Well, for me, I think activism in contemporary South Africa means citizenship for the good of society. You know, I like to see activism as being linked to our constitution, and I think what defines our constitutional order from the time of apartheid and the time of colonialism is that the constitution legitimates, in fact, it encourages activism. You know, the constitution doesn't only say that people have a right to campaign or to join a political party, it says that they have a right to campaign for, for causes. And so activism is central to democracy because it encourages accountability and it encourages the engagement of ordinary people with power, whether it's the power of big corporations or the power of, of, of government. And as we've seen in this country, you know, you mentioned the example of the Treatment Action Campaign. Activism has demonstrated that it can bring change. In this country, there are today two and a half million people receiving antiretroviral treatment from the government. And they received that treatment because of activism, because ordinary people stood up and said, it is a right that poor people should have access to medicines and we demand it from the state. So activism is potentially a very, very powerful tool in the hands of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we need more activism within this country. You talked about social movements. You know, we've got growing social movements in education around organizations like Equal Education, for sanitation, organizations like the Social Justice Coalition. But, you know, there are, are huge areas of our society where there isn't enough activism. Let, let me give you an example. You know, the Constitution says that it is a right of everyone to have sufficient food and yet there are 12 million hungry people in this country. We're a country that is rich in agricultural resources, yet we have the world's worst infant and child malnutrition. So why are we not organizing? Why are we not organizing with and for the hungry to demand that there's equality in, in access to food? But, you know, form, there are many forms of activism. There can be activism on the streets. There's activism of protest, activism of demonstration. But there's also media activism highlighting some of the injustices so as to try to wake up other people and to move people. There's legal activism, there's individual activism. You know, you get activists who are researchers who decide, look, this is an issue that's not understood by society. If only society understood, then maybe we'd, we would see some action around it. So, you know, I think every citizen should look at him or herself, or at least every citizen who feels a concern for our society as a whole and say, where I stand, what can I do to advance the common good? Yeah, and in fact, I'd say it's the tip of the activism iceberg. It's the bit that we see, it's the bit that we pay a lot of attention to because, you know, especially when it turns violent or uh, problematic, then there's a lot of media attention. But I, I would say that, you know, I'm a newcomer to South Africa, but I'm always enthused and warmed by the fact that South Africans are a you know, still, I think, a particularly activist society. And, you know, there are community groups that flourish. There are people who help each other out. There are informal, voluntary activities that keep communities, vi you know, vibrant. The real the issue, I think, why, you know, especially on a day like today, with the State of the Nation address, is that there is so much distrust in government, so much upset about service delivery, uh, that the sort of the sharp end of activism is so visible these days because so many people are unhappy with the, with the state of, of government. Yes. 
Well, it seems that all the evidence suggests that there is deep unhappiness, particularly about service delivery. Um, at the Edelman uh, Trust Barometer, which measures political trust across 27 countries, suggests that South Africans have the lowest trust of their government of all of those 27 countries. It was in fact last year it was the lowest at 17% of South Africans saying they trust their government. This year it's dropped even further to 16%. And if you compare that to countries like India or China where it's up in the 80% or even Russia where 50% of, of Russians trust their governments but only 16% of South Africans trust their governments. So if that's the starting point for social activism uh, then no wonder that we're seeing so much discontent, so many public protests, and why South Africa is often dubbed the protest capital of the world. Yeah, we do, and I, and I think that's one of the things that we have to overcome. You know, people wait and people suffer until the suffering becomes intolerable, and then a lot of people uh, explode, and that's what's happening with many of the service delivery protests. You know, people are becoming so anger, angry at the inequality that there's an explosion. And that is good, that is a, is a form of protest. You know, there's some researchers who've studied these protests and they say, they, the, the book they've written is called The Smoke That Calls. It's a way of drawing attention to the problems via the smoke. But I think what those protests often miss is that our constitution gives each of us a lot of power. The constitution gives us rights. The constitution gives us power over our government. And we have to learn First of all, what that power is, and secondly, how to use that power better in order to advance uh, our, our interests. You know, this is, we're a wonderfully empowered society in the sense that the Constitution says we have a right to basic education, we have a right to food, we have a right to water, we have a right to health, we have a right to housing. How is it that we have all of these rights and yet there is deepening inequality? I guess that's the question that we have to ask. Well. You know, let, let's, let's take a, a simple example. You know, many of us, most of us, uh, have children. We send our children to schools. The state of schooling uh, in many, many schools throughout the country is very, very poor, very, very inferior. Many people just say, well, what can we do? But you can do something. You can become involved in a school governing body uh, you can become involved in a parents' association. You can try to take control over that school to try to raise the standards in the school. That is that is a form of form of activism. You know, millions of people are dependent upon public hospitals and public clinics, and yet if you look at most of our public hospitals, the boards are dysfunctional. Sometimes the boards are corrupt, and yet citizens are allowed to sit on the boards of of public hospitals or on the committees that oversee clinics. So, you know, in every space, there is a space for you to stand up and to get engaged and to work with other people to, to better things. You don't have to look and see, can you find a big social movement to become, you can become active in your own home, in your own school, in your own hospital, in your own community. And if you do that, then you are likely to get change. If you leave it to others, change will be a long time in coming.
Absolutely. I think we're seeing a growing number of people engaging in political issues through social media, and especially young people who have who've got access to the internet and, and, and mobile telephones are using this medium to, to mobilise. And I think there's a lot of potential here to really change the face of activism because it's, you know, the, the barriers to participating in, in, in political debate or public mobilisations have just dropped so much. And I think we should take inspiration from, from movement and protests that are happening all around the world. If you think about you know, what happened in Turkey last year in Gezi Park in Istanbul where you know, huge mobilization happened to protect some green space that was about to be bulldozed to build a, a shopping center of, of a friend of, a, of the president's. So, you know, and we saw really good evidence there that the people who were mobilizing were not tired activists who'd been on the streets for you know, years, but instead young people, average age 28, 85% of whom had heard about the protests through social media and they turned up because they cared about the environment and they were fed up with the government. So I think, you know, obviously the, the levels of internet penetration in South Africa are a bit lower than countries like Turkey, but I think we're already seeing that young people are mobilizing using these tools. The downside, of course, is that it's become easier than ever before for governments to monitor what's going on. So in the old days, there might have been you know, whispers in, in, in bars or campuses around the, around the country. But these days, you can sort of see where people are mobilizing because it's all on, on bits and bytes in the digital medium. It's written down somewhere. Uh, and so you know, in a lot of countries around the world, we're seeing some very worrying trends where governments are actually using very clever surveillance of what's going on in, in social activism. 